Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. What's up, Freedom House? How y'all doing? Good morning. Merry Christmas. Let me say it again. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love saying that. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm Pastor Lou. I'm the Fulton Campus Pastor, and it's my honor just to be here with you and just to serve uh, uh, today's message to you guys. But before we do that, I do want to just say welcome to everybody and hello to everybody. Welcome online. Hi online. So glad that you're tuned in from wherever you are, across the nation, across the world, wherever you're tuning in. We're so glad that you're with us. Um, as I said today, I'm going to be delivering today's message. But before I do, I also want to honor, not, as a, not only honor you, but I also want to honor our pastors, Pastor Josiah and Pastor Marie. We have some amazing lead pastors. Wouldn't you guys agree? Our lead pastors are amazing. You can put amen in the comment section there. But we have some amazing lead pastors. And uh, I love that um, Pastor Josiah and Pastor Marie have always spoken life into me, have always built me up into the man that I am right now, and have always entrusted me to fulfill uh, something such as this. This is a big responsibility and I, I take it, I do not take it lightly. Uh, I take it with a, with a great weight of responsibility to be able to deliver the word to you guys. So uh, I just grateful for my lead pastors, grateful for Pastor Sai and Pastor Marie for always believing me and building me up into this. So I also wanna honor my wife. Come on, give it up for my wife, Tina. You're like, who's this wife? My wife is Tina. She's a Fulton uh, Connections Director. And uh, she's amazing, she's beautiful, she's smart. Uh, you know, be, behind uh, every great man is a great woman. Um, you know, I'm not trying to talk myself up, but I'm trying to talk my wife up, you know. <laughs> she's great, she's amazing. And um, I just wanna honor you, honey, uh, just as in this time, in this season uh, that we've gone through, you know, in this COVID season, the ups and downs, uh, you know, the uh, <laughs> things that, obstacles that have come our way, you've, uh, you've held us together. You've held us together. You've you've done well. You've uh, I've looked to you to, as as a as a as a rock. God is my rock, but you're my rock at home. Come on, so just I thank you, honey. I love you. I honor you. Also want to honor my children. They're all serving right now. Come on, give it up for my 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 children. They're serving. My daughter is over in the cafe. My sons are ushering. They probably led you to your seats. <laughs> if you're online, you're like, man, who are these children? If, if you come in here, you maybe see, get a cup of coffee at the cafe. It might be my daughter serving it to you, or you get seated. It might be my son, one of my sons seating you. But uh, I want to honor my family. We're our ministry family. We love Jesus, and this is what we do. This is what we know our life was, was made for, was built for. But um, how many of you excited today for the continuance of the gratitude series? Come on. How many of you are, are stuffed from Thanksgiving still? <laughs> You're like, I got to work out that weight. But I'm excited that we get to talk more about the gratitude series. Um, and as we go into the Christmas season, uh, I think this is a, a series that we could have left behind uh, once Thanksgiving was, was done. But truly, gratitude is, is a type of lifestyle that we as believers are to take on. We as believers are to, are to, to walk out. So I got some thoughts to share with you that I know is gonna help you. Uh, it's gonna refine you. For some of it, it may be a reminder to you. For some of it, it may be new to you. But, but at the end of it all, I believe it's gonna help you. It's gonna sharpen you. It's gonna, it's gonna shape you more. It's gonna focus you more. It's gonna build your faith more and allow you to step into the things that God has for you. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. 
So as we get into this gratitude series, because I think this is perfect. I think some, you know, having the gratitude series right before to Christmas, it gives us the right perspective and the right way of, of how we should act and how we should do it, should be as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Come on, because that's what Christmas is. The world might be taking, trying to take Jesus out of Christmas, but let's not forget Christmas was started because of Jesus. Chris, come on, can I get a better amen? Christmas was started because of Jesus, the birth of our Lord and Savior, God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus, and we get to celebrate that together, amen? Amen? All right, well, let's, let me jump into this real quick, uh, but before we do, and I read the scriptures, as you know, it's a custom to our house that we stand in honor of the reading of God's word. So I'd like to invite you to stand if you're at home. This is what we do here in the building. So I invite you to stand in your living room as, as well or wherever you're, ha- you're able, if you're able to, just stand as to read God's word. Now we've been reading through the Thessalonians chapter five and <clears throat> Pastor Josiah has been talking to us about how Paul has been speaking to the church and Paul's teaching the, the church at Thessalonica, the, Th- the Thessalonians about gratitude. Uh, amongst a few other things. We've been focusing on gratitude, but ultimately the scripture is talking about how to live as a believer, how to act, uh, the type of lifestyle we are to take on. So let's jump into it. I'm gonna read you the, the, the theme scriptures of our gratitude series, and then one more scripture that I pulled out to kind of tie this all together, and we'll jump right into the message. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 18, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. And I want want you to see that because it could come up kind of strong, but if you really look at that, what Paul's talking about is about accountability, keeping each other accountable as brothers and sisters in Christ, as believers. There's an accountability to how we live a life for Jesus. Can I get an amen on that? We are to be accountable to to the certain ways of living and how God wants us to live, and we are to do it amongst each other. Not in a judgmental way, but in a way that's gonna steer us closer to Jesus in our relationship with him. He goes on to say, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Somebody say, be patient. Raise your hand if you just need people to be patient with you. I just, I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to look at my wife. Be patient with me more, please. (laughs) She's patient. She really is. She really is. She's married to me. So (laughs) make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray. Let's read this one together. Verse six is up there for you. All right. One, two, three. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Come on, somebody. Let me read this other scripture to you, Romans 12, 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Let it be a type of lifestyle that you live. That's what he's saying right there to the Romans the kind that God will find acceptable, that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And in these scriptures that I pulled out for you that we've been studying and in Romans, we have been shown that we are to be thankful and it's a part of how we live that lifestyle of worship to God. Our gratitude, our gratitude is a part of how we live out a lifestyle of worship. Gratitude is not just what you say, but how you live. 
Let me say that again. Gratitude is not what, just what you say, but how you live. The title of my message is called Showing Gratitude. Showing gratitude to God, but showing gratitude for short right there. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we just thank you for this time that we have together, that we can receive your word and what you have to say to us, Lord. May you speak to our hearts, Father, as your word can only do so where it pierces down to the bone and marrow and strike us in the areas, Father God, that need to be fixed, need to be removed, need to be shaped, need to be made better, need to be refined, Lord. Only as your word can do, Jesus. Lord, may my, 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 my mouth and my words come across as your mouth and your words, Lord. Not my will, Lord, but your will, Jesus. Anoint, Father God, these lips, and may the anointing of your word go out, Father God, unhindered by any, any personal thought that I may have or personal things that I may have, Father God. Lord, may it just be you coming across, Lord, reaching your sons and daughters, Father God, speaking life into them and building them up this morning, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody says... Amen, amen, and amen. Go ahead, tell your neighbor, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Man, oh man, I'm so glad that we get to Christmas. You know, I'm going to have a confession. I know um, <laughs> Pastor Josiah is always like, Thanksgiving first, then Christmas. You got to be thankful before you, you, know, you get into Christmas. And, and I get that. But I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, man, we should just, uh, or not the other day, it was a few weeks back. So I was like, we should just start just decorating for Christmas, this is like at the beginning of November. Let's forget decorating for for Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. I'm not saying skip being uh, um, you know grateful, but I'm saying let's just start decorating for Christmas. I mean, look how beautiful the Christmas decorations is. Have you guys taken a picture out? If you're in the building, we ha- we have a a Christmas tree out there. If you're watching online, we have a Christmas tree in the middle of our lobby. It's big. It's like a Christmas tree that not as big as Disneyland's. But when you go out there to our lobby, you got to take a picture. So make sure you take a picture. Hashtag Freedom House OC and and invite people to come on over to church. You always want to do that this Christmas season. But the decorations look beautiful. So give it up for our decorations team. They did an amazing job. You know, I love Christmas because of the decorations. I love Christmas because of just the, you know, um, I know it looks a little bit different, but the, 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 the gatherings that we have uh, together, uh, I love Christmas because of, of the time spent with friends, with family, and those, those things. I love Christmas because of the food. <laughs> I love Christmas just because of the movies. How many of you love your, your favorite Christmas movies, right? I like Elf, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. That's one of my favorites. I know there's Home Alone 1, which is awesome. It's a classic, but Home Alone 2 and Lost in New York is one of the ones that I like the most. But... Christmas not only brings on those fun things, it could also bring on some things that, that are just a little bit uh, things that we don't necessarily want to come along. Because though Christmas brings a lot of joy, uh, the season of Christmas, we're celebrating Jesus and we know what we're celebrating is awesome. But sometimes, you know, you know outside of the decorations, outside of the, the, the red Starbucks cups, outside of the, you know, the, the gift giving and all those things, you have those other things that come along with it. Maybe those family tensions of seeing that family member that you haven't seen for a while and you got to come like oh my goodness that we never resolved what was there before and we got to come in and gather with them and talk with them and what am I going to say what am I going to do um, being caught in, in the middle of, of some family uh, dispute or what have you um, or how about you know Christmas sometimes for some people it's like man what am I going to do for my kids I can barely even get in one present and and I got to provide and I got to give them a gift you know, I got to do something for my kids. I got to do something for my household. Like, God, you know, what am I to do? And, and the, the added stress of 
maybe you lost your job and it's right before Christmas or in the COVID season and you're trying to figure out like, man, what am I going to do? It's Christmas. Like, I, I don't want to, you know, I know what it's about. It's about Jesus, but, but still it's Christmas is a time where we're supposed to be cheerful and, and giving and, and how am I going to work this out? How am I going to work out the budget? Or, or maybe you do have a job, but still you get the added stress of just you got to work out that budget because this is how much money that we're going to spend and, 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 and on, on this family, on that family and family members. And maybe you and your spouse are arguing about how much money you should spend or in your budget because you want to get something for everybody in your family. But your, your spouse is like, oh, that's just, just outside of our budget. You got these stresses and worries that come along in many different areas, whether it be financial or whether it be with family, uh, you know, the family arguments or tensions that, that are going to come or, or what have you, and, 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 and it distracts you. It can distract you, whether it be good or bad or, or what have you, the, the good meaning, like I said, the things that I've mentioned, some of those things can distract you from having the, the attitude of gratitude as we go into the Christmas season. I think if, for us, it's to our benefit that Thanksgiving is right before Christmas because we need to have that refocus so that when we get into Christmas, we are, are, are grateful and we have that perspective as believers to be grateful in, in everything that, uh, that, that we do as we go into Christmas so that we don't lose sight of what Christmas is all about, that Christmas is about Jesus. Because the truth of the matter is that Christmas can sometimes bring on an added stress or worry that you don't have the rest of the year. You know, that's the bottom line. It brings out uh, a certain uh, celebration uh, and, and joy that maybe you don't find the rest of the year, but also that added stress or worry that you don't have the rest of the year as well. But we as believers, as the word says, are to be thankful in all circumstances. Not thankful for the circumstance, but thankful through it. The season is about him, but sometimes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share right here, sometimes I find myself losing my, my gratitude in the Christmas season, not because, you know, I'm not grateful for what God has done for me and my family, because I'm very blessed, but sometimes the distractions that Chris, the Christmas season can bring can cause me to lose focus. Are y'all with me on this, or am I the only one? I'm, it's all right if I'm the only one and I'm only preaching to myself. I'll receive it. Lord, I receive it. Thank you, Jesus, for giving it to me. But this season's about him, <clears throat> and if you felt this way, let me tell you, you're Okay. You're okay, because you're not alone. You're not by yourself. You are, you, you are, are, are normal, and you are human. <laughs> so don't beat yourself up about it. But I believe that how we continue to stay grateful and, and gratuitous throughout this Christmas season is by looking back to the scriptures that we just read. We just read uh, about how we are to live out a, a, a lifestyle as a believer, let me just read the scriptures to you one more time, but I'll do it backwards, Romans 12, 1 first. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Let it be how you live, the kind that he will find acceptable, the kind that God will find acceptable, the way that you live that God finds acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And going back to 1 Thessalonians, starting at 16, rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I want to put a heavy stamp on that, so let's read that one again together. One, two, three. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. A lifestyle worship is how you maintain your gratitude. How you live 
is how you maintain your gratitude. Somebody say showing gratitude. Type it in the comment box. Showing gratitude. Point number one. This is my point for you. Number one. I show gratitude through my time with God. I show gratitude through my time with God. We may feel like we don't have time, but that doesn't constrict God because he operates outside of it. I know we live in a world where, man, there's so many things and it moves kind of fast. And sometimes you wish, like, man, I wish I had 25 hours in the day instead of 24 because of all the things that we want to get done. And we think, like, man, time, 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 that, like, we're trying to look for more time. Well, ultimately, it's not about looking for more time. It's just about reallocating your time and being more effective with your time. So... How, what does it mean to show more gratitude towards God with your time? What does that mean? Your time, obviously, with God is like reading your word. Some things are, like I said, some of this is just foundational things, but reading your word, prayer with God, uh, going to church like, like you're here right now. Come on, give your neighbor a, a, you know, an air high five and tell them I'm here at church. You're here at church. Let's go. Uh, being at church, uh, hanging out with uh, like-minded believers, uh, that's super important because sometimes we miss that. We, we, we get the reading, we get the praying, we get to get into church, but sometimes we feel like, man, why hasn't my, my thought process changed? And a lot of times, maybe because we're not hanging out with the like-minded believers, but hanging out with like-minded believers is the very thing that's needed for us to uh, transform our minds, as the word says in Romans 12 too, to change our minds because sometimes the heart is the first, well, not sometimes, always the heart is the first thing to change, but the mind needs some time to catch up. So we need to be around like-minded believers. That's another way of how we spend time, you know, and give our time and show our gratitude, our time, gratitude uh, with our time to God. Some of those places that you can do that is connect groups. I don't know how many of you are part of connect groups or have been a part of connect groups, but connect groups is one of the great places that you can be a part of just other like-minded believers where you can share about what's going on in your life and they can speak to it and they can pray with you and they can uplift you and you can do the same in turn. Because like I said up here earlier, I said, you're not alone. Like you're definitely not alone with what you're going through. There's a family of believers that loves you, that cares for you. And that's why we established a system of connect groups where you can get together with them and you can be prayed for as well. Because our, let me just tell you right here, the Pastor Josiah and Pastor Reed, their desire is to pray with each and every single one of you. But they know that they can't do that because the church is quite big. And there's people that are online that live in other areas that can't even get to the church. So we've established online connect groups, we've, uh, Zoom groups. We've established physical connect groups where you can have that. And we've empowered them to pray with you as well. The Bible says, First Thessalonians 5 says, he says, pray continue. And I love how last week Pastor Josiah said that pray continue is not about praying all the time. It's about, it's about, it means that you allow God access to speak to you in time he wants to speak to you. Saying, God, I'm not going to compartmentalize my, my life to you, Lord. Like this is Sunday and this is the only time I come to you. No, every day of the week, I'm going to allow you to speak to me. I'm going to allow you to, 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 to guide me, direct me, to lead me. I'm going to allow you to be in my conversations. I'm going to allow you to be in my workplace. I'm going to allow you to be in my marriage. I'm going to allow you to be in, in, my, in my thoughts and in my language and how I talk and how I speak and, and how I do the things that I do. I'm going to allow you to be in those things. That's what praying continually means. And I love how Pastor shared that because it really opened up my eyes even that much more to what it means to live a life of, of, of gratitude and live a life of worship to God, one that's acceptable to him. Joshua 1.8 says, keep the book of the law 
always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Anybody want to be prosperous and successful? Come on, amen. Everybody says amen to that. Who wants to be blessed? Amen, everybody says. Come on, I'll be the loudest to say that because I want to be blessed too. I want to be prosperous and successful. And I, I want you guys to do that as well. Joshua was a man who was prosperous and success, successful. Little, little uh, tongue tied there, sorry. But he was a man that was prosperous and successful in all that he did. He did, he, he, we read in the word that, that he was told to, to keep the word of God on his mouth, to med meditate on it day and night. That was praying continually, meditating on what God has spoken to you, the things you hear through, through uh, uh, the word being delivered to you, what you read in the word through prayer, the things that have been downloaded to you. And Joshua, let me tell you, Joshua, for some of you who don't know, and I don't want to assume that everybody knows, but Joshua was a man of God. He actually led peop the people of Israel into the promised land. But as he led the people of Israel into the promised land, Joshua had to fight battles to conquer the promised land. So it was a land that was promised to them, but there was battles in front of him. How many of you feel like that? Like God has promised you something, but there's some battles in front of me. Come on. I'm telling you, God was with Joshua. He made him prosperous and successful in those things. And I believe that God can make you prosperous and successful in these things as well. With the battles that are in front of you, and the promises that God has given you, God can make you successful to reach the promises that he has for your life because all of you have a promise on your life. For Joshua is to lead the people and receive that promised land. But I don't believe that Joshua received the promise because he, he just went in there and fought. Joshua had a, had a process. Joshua had a lifestyle. Joshua had time with God. It was what Joshua, where he would meditate on the things of God, meditate in the presence of God or be in the presence of God that allowed him to be successful and prosperous in the battles that came. And because he was successful with his time with God, he was able to be successful in the battles that came along to try to defeat him. And I'm here to tell you, when we as believers, when you as, believer can, as a believer can refine more and more your time with God, you will be more successful in the battles that try to come against you. Because no battle is bigger than your God. No battle is stronger than your God. Come on, no battle is more powerful than your God. God is with you, and if he is for you, then what can be against you? Our time with God is essential for us as believers to, to continue to, to, to be grateful and have that attitude of gratitude and be prosperous in this season, in every season, in every season. The Bible says in Matthew 4, 4, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We are to live on the word that comes out of the mouth of God. The word of God is just that. We as believers must refine our time with God. When we can refine that, we can spend more time with that, then guess what? Our, our gratitude and the things that, that, that as we go into this season will be maintained. And not only that, but we will be made more successful and more prosperous, especially as we go into the things that are coming our way. Can I get an amen from you? Point number two, I show gratitude through my serving. I show gratitude through my serving. Remember, gratitude is not just what you say, but how you live. So how you live in your time with God, now how you live as you serve. 
how do you serve how you serve God? Serving God is a quintessential piece to a believer's life. If you're growing in the things of God, and if you wanna if you wanna grow more, and maybe you're looking to do something more, maybe I need to do this, maybe I do that, but if you're not serving, then let me tell you, it's gonna only take you a certain way. You have to serve God. In a, in a way that, that is acceptable and pleasing to him because there are ways to serve him that aren't. There are ways to serve him that aren't and there are ways that are serve him that, to serve him that are. We as believers are called to serve. Each one of you, according to 1 Peter 4.10 says, should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. <clears throat> I haven't, um, before I read that, the rest of that, I want you to notice that it says use whatever gift. It doesn't say use if you have a gift. You all have gifts. So I want to make sure I make that blanket statement. You all have gifts. If you're online, you're watching, you have a gift. There is a gift that God has placed inside of you to use to serve others, to build up the church as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Stewardship is management. So you are to manage the gift that God has given you for the purposes of God, for the building up of the church, because you have a gift. You have a gift that God has given you to build up this church, his church, the body of Christ. God never created you not to serve. God never created you to just sit in the seats, to just log online. God never created you to just be a spectator. He created you to do something. He created you to serve. God gave you gifts and talents to build up his church. I don't know what your talents are or what you're good at, but I want to tell you that we at Freedom House, we've developed a system where you can find out what gifts and talents that you may have. We call it Grow Track. We're very purposeful about Grow Track, not, not so much just so that you can serve because we want but for the purpose of to activate you and empower you into the ministry so that you can operate in the fullness and the purposes that God has for you. So we created Grow Track. We created Grow Track so that you can be a part of that. If you haven't been about a growth track, you're probably wondering, like, what's he talking about growth track? Growth track is after, like, after, uh, <clears throat> comes after starting point, uh, but you don't necessarily have to go to starting point to be a part of growth track. But growth track was developed so that we can help you in your walk with God so that you can grow in your walk with God. It's a place where you can find out what God has created you for, the purpose he has for you, uh, to empower you to use your gifts and talents. Because we know and we believe, and we're very purposeful with this ourselves, that God didn't create you just to sit or just to log on. He created you to serve, so we created Grow Track to help you so that you can serve. Because we know when you start serving, you become more like Jesus. Can I get an amen? When you start serving, you become more grateful. Can I get an Amen. Serving is how we become uh, more grateful and we maintain the attitude of gratitude in this season or in all seasons. That's how we do it. When you're not serving, not only, not only is, it, is your gifts and your talents, they're missing from the church, but it's missing from the church, but it's missing for you as well because there is something that, that God wants to do through you that he can't do through anybody else. So sometimes it's very easy to see like, oh, he's, he, they're serving. There's enough people here. God's doing it through them. Yes, he's doing it through them. But still, there's something missing when you're not a part of it. The other person that, that led you to your seat or that greeted you out there or that greeted you online, there, there's, there's something missing 
because, when you're not serving because they can't do what you do. They don't have the gift that you have. God wants to use your gift to continue to help build up the body of Christ. He wants to, you to, 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 to be activated into the ministry so that you can, you can build up each other. And as you build up each other, not only that, the Bible tells us that he who refreshes others will also be refreshed. You build up yourself. No one can present God with the very talent that only you can give. Mark 10, 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Isn't that, that's, that's just amazing. Jesus, the Savior of the world, the one that we're celebrating this Christmas season, he came to be the Savior of the world, but he came not, not to be served, he came to serve. Jesus is the ultimate example that we follow as believers to mirror our life around, to, 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 to model our life around. And I know we might be thinking, well, Jesus was perfect. Yes, he was, but that doesn't mean that we do not uh, follow that model. We do not follow the, the Jesus model of serving. Will we ever reach perfection? No, because we're not perfect, but we can always be perfected. We can always be made better. We can always be refined. We can always be sharpened. There's always something to need, needing to be fixed in our lives. Can I get an amen on that? The very fact that we are human beings is a, is a, uh, qualifies the truth that there's always needing to be fixed, some, something fixed in our lives. We need to be constantly fixed and refined. We need to follow the example of Jesus. We need to be following his example by serving. Serving is also how we maintain our gratitude in all seasons. And when we get that concept of serving, we can understand that, 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 that our growth and our relationship with him will continue to go further and further. We'll continue to grow and grow and, and allow us to step into the full purpose that God has for him. You know, one of the things in this COVID season uh, that, that has happened, um, you know, we, had a, we, ha we, have a, we have a big volunteer group. We really do. We have a big volunteer group. But because of the COVID season, you know, this, this is just church-wide, just whatever church you go to, the, the volunteer group has, has dwindled down. It's dwindled down, you know, because you, the church wasn't open for a while. The church was still going, but the church doors were closed. So there wasn't a physical location to actually serve that. And there was limited opportunities for us to serve, which we did an amazing job in this COVID season. We did the emergency relief kits outreach, which, which was awesome. And people were coming out serving for that. Um, we, did, we did what we could, uh, uh, or not what we could. We did everything to, to empower our volunteers. We have uh, volunteers online. Some of you are experienced the volunteers online, whether it be prayer partners or online greeters. We have an online campus. Uh, you know, all those things. Um, but, but the truth of the matter is that we did dwindle down just like every other church in America, every other church in the world, they, 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 the numbers kind of dwindle down. So we're, we're, we're coming back to a place where we're looking to build up and empower uh, men and women of God to volunteer and to serve, to walk in the fullness of what God has called them to. So now, like now, right now, we, we have volunteers and you see that we have volunteers, but but there's still room to be had for you to serve in the house of God or online. 
there's still room for that. One of the areas that we're looking to, to empower our volunteers is in the area of our kids' ministry. Our kids' ministry, I love our kids. Our kids are awesome. We got our children's ministry director. Uh, she, she's doing an amazing job, and, and all the, the team leads that, uh, in there, they're doing amazing. We love our, our kids' church. But there's actually, uh, we want to op- do more and open it up more and more, but we can't open up all of kids' church because there's a lack of volunteers, and we want to make sure that our kids are safe. Uh, you know, with the proper amount of teacher to children ratio. So we're looking for volunteers in that area. We're looking for volunteers to, to, to be a part of that as well. And you might be thinking like, man, why is he talking about volunteering so much? Well, because I know this is going to help you. Why am I talking about children's ministry so much? Well, because I know we want to open up the church more. And uh, there's families out there that are needing volunteers in, in the kids' church so that they can come and bring their kids. Serving, serving is powerful. Serving is life-changing, not just for you, but for the people that come along. The world teaches consumerism, but God teaches us servanthood. The Bible says in Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If the world's teaching you consumerism to just consume, 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 then, and the Bible's teaching you that, that <clears throat> do not conform to the pattern of this world, then why are we so, so fixated on just consuming everything that the church has to offer but never actually serving in the church that God has called us to serve? The world will never be changed by people who aren't willing to serve. That's a heavy statement, I know, but the world will never be changed by people who aren't willing to serve. Proverbs eleven twenty five. let me read that to you again. Generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Somebody say showing gratitude. Point number three. I show gratitude through my generosity. I show gratitude to God through my generosity. So we show gratitude to God through our time with him, through serving him, and also through our generosity. You heard Pastor Tommy, he said, generosity touches the heart of God. How many of y'all wanna touch the heart of God? I know y'all raising your hands, I know you're saying amen, I, I know all that. Well, one of the ways that you can do that is through generosity. One of the ways that we are to do that is through generosity. Remember I said in the beginning, Paul was teaching us a lifestyle, he was teaching us how to live. So gratitude, gratitude is a way of living. How we live as believers, the three foundational things, is our time with God, it's how we serve, and it's through our generosity. Matthew 6, 21, for you're where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. How you, how you, where you place your resource, where you place your finance, where you, where you place the things that have come your way that you've been blessed with, that, that is a part of how you show gratitude. How you manage that, how you manage your generosity will show how you manage your gratitude and how you live as believer. Now, I'm not, I'm not picking up anything, okay? So please don't get nervous right now. It's like, he's going to tell me to uh, give right now. No, but I want to empower you as a believer. The way I've built up my life is through foundational things like this. Foundational. People are looking for the deep revelatory things. I love the deep revelatory things, but it is the foundational things. These things... It's, it's what adds more value to the deeper revelatory things. When we can get this, 
Understanding our time with God, understanding our servanthood, understanding our generosity and managing that as a lifestyle, we will always maintain a gratitude towards God, our gratitude of attitude towards God. The way we handle our treasure, our, our generosity is directly correlated, maintaining our gratitude through our lifestyle with God. How you steward your money, remember steward is management, determines how you show your gratitude towards God. Your worship encompasses your generosity. Now, PT mentioned this too, but I'm gonna mention it here because I talk about generosity and that's very easy to think, okay, yeah, I can give towards the, the, the emergency relief kits. I did that. I can give towards the Feed the Need, which we did this, this past Thursday on Thanksgiving when we fed the, the community. I was a part of that and that's awesome. And uh, we got the Adopt a Home coming up and that's another place where you can give your generosity towards. I mean, we have the Christmas offering coming up on the 713th. I'm giving towards that. I find every opportunity in my life to give towards God. Sometimes you can ask my wife, I'll be like, man, I wish we made more so I can give more towards God. Her heart's the same way. Why? Because that's the type of lifestyle we are to live, a lifestyle of generosity, and that's what we're supposed to do. But the truth of the fact that the matter is, <laughs> little wordplay, I added some words and all of them mean the same thing. The truth is that our generosity is centered around our, our giving towards God and bringing first the tithe. I, I talk about the tithe a lot. Pastor has me receiving the tithe on like every Sunday. And let me tell you something, the more and more I uncover this, the more and more I look into this, the more and more I see how good our God is, how much, how much he deserves our worship through, through this. Our, our, our heart is where our treasure is. That's what the Bible says. So ultimately, when it comes to the tithe, when it comes to giving above that, it's not about your money, it's not about your income, it's not about your resource, it's about your heart. God ultimately wants your heart. And how, as a believer, that you are to live a lifestyle of gratitude, showing gratitude towards God in your finance is through your generosity, but first and foremost, it's towards bringing it, the tithe, towards God. Now for clarity purposes, the tithe is the first 10% because I don't want to assume that everybody knows what the tithe is. The first 10% off of your income, whatever you intake, whatever you bring, that is the first 10% that goes to God. Now, there's a misconception among believers that think that when I give my tithe, that is, that that's when it becomes the, the tithe. When I give my 10%, that's when it becomes a, a, the, the tithe, but that's not true. The tithe is always in your hands. You're all holding on to the tithe. The tithe, the Bible says, because God, God, God gives you the very thing, uh, the, the very resource that, that comes your way. You have made, made worked hard. You, you've, you've done all those things and that's awesome. But the resource that he brings your way, all of it belongs to God. So when you, when you get it, you get it, the tithe is in it. When you get it, the tithe is in it. It's in there. It's just a matter of you of releasing it. So the Bible, when you read Malachi uh, 3.10, it says, bring the whole tithe. It doesn't say give the tithe. It says bring the tithe. Many of us think that we're giving to God. You're not giving to God. You're bringing back what he has given you. And when you bring it to him, then he's able to bless you the rest of the way or the rest of the, rest of the 
okay? Now, now this is, this is amazing here because I, I further reading the scriptures, the Bible says in Malachi, let me open this up because I don't even have it in my notes. I, Malachi 3 verse 9 says, you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. This is right before 310. Now I bring this up, I say like, why is he bringing up curse for a curse? That's not too encouraging. This is gonna encourage you right now, okay? So you are cursed with a curse. Now I want you to understand this, that when the Bible speaks of, of curse, it speaks of outside of the blessing with God. So it doesn't have, sound so horrible now, right? It's outside of the blessing with God, of, of God. That's what the curse is. You're just outside of the blessing. But we as believers have everything we need to position ourselves to be under the blessing. Okay, so when the Bible says you are cursed with a curse, you have robbed from God, you are robbed from Him. This is what it's saying, okay? Because you, you, are, you are stepping outside of His blessing when you don't give your tithe. But this is what it's also saying, you have robbed me, the Bible says. What have you really robbed God from? God owns everything. There's nothing that you can rob God from, but what have you really robbed God from? Because that's exactly what the Bible says. You know what you've robbed God from? You've robbed him from blessing you. That's what you robbed him from. You didn't steal his money. He doesn't need your money. He gave you that money. He's just saying, bring the tithe because I want your heart. Bring the tithe because I want to bless you. That's what the Bible's saying. So our generosity Showing our gratitude through our generosity to God is saying, God, I put you first. I give you my heart because I am grateful for who you are. And because God is so good, he says, okay, but I'm going to bless you in turn anyway. You are going to be blessed. The 10% you're bringing to me, yes, that's, that's true. It's 10%. You're taking away. You're taking off the top. That's what I want you to do. You may look like you're, you're subtracting, but it's what you call subtract addition by subtraction. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I know some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you uh, single men and women, you had to subtract that other person from your life, and now, you, now that's addition, amen, because they brought all that drama. You know what I'm talking about. We as believers, we as believers, as we go into this Christmas season, the way that we maintain our gratitude, the way that we maintain uh, uh, our gratefulness as we head into a season where sometimes we can be distracted from that is about how we live, how we live through our, how we live through our, our serving, how we live through our time with God, how we live through our generosity. Our generosity first and foremost though has to come through the tithe and then above and beyond, which the things like Christmas offering, that's above and beyond. That's not your tithe, the Christmas offering. The Christmas offering is what God places in, on your heart. And my desire is that God places something on every single one of your hearts. Why? Because I know it's going to bless you. But before that, my desire is that God places on your heart, if you haven't done so already, is to tithe. Because that's going to bless you more. The Christmas offering is just going to be an added blessing. The Bible says those who lend uh, uh, a gift towards the poor lend to the Lord and he will repay him from every, for every good deed. Man, there is no blessing that does not come along with your giving. In this season, in this season, we as believers, we've been shaken up. This COVID, we've been, uh, uh, you know, shaken. You know, our outside world has been and turned around upside down. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us, have, our marriages have gotten more broken. Some of us, we've fallen into addiction. 
Some of us, maybe that didn't happen. Maybe things have gotten stronger. You've gotten more blessed. You've got, God has provided you, provided for you in a time that, that maybe you thought, man, where was it gonna come from? Wherever you're at on that scale, wherever you're at on that spectrum, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as we move forward as believers, so long as you stick to the foundational pieces to maintain the gratitude in your heart, as long as you continue to serve, as long as you continue to, to find opportunities to serve God, as long as you continue to find time with God and improve your time with God, refine the time with God, so long as you continue to be generous, God is going to come through for you. The same promises that he set before Joshua for the promised land, the same promises that maybe he's spoken to you, you know, a month ago, two years ago, those things, so long as you stay foundational, those things will come through. You are going to receive your breakthrough. You're going to receive the very thing that God has for you so long as you stay foundational. Now's not a time to move. Now's not a time to, to, to be shaken. Now's not a time to, 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 to second guess God, to, to doubt God, to doubt his word. Now's not a time. Now's the time to dig deep, to dig found into the foundational things of, of, of his word and into the things that of us as believers and how we're to live so that we can live that lifestyle of worship so that we can show gratitude in everything that we do. Because we as believers, we, are the, we as believers, as the church, we are the hope, hope of the world because that's, that's, that's what God uses the church. He uses you as a Christ ambassador, the Bible says. We are the light of the world. And when the world can look to a church that shows gratitude to a God that maybe they don't even understand or even see, that's gonna change the world. That's what's going to turn their hearts towards Jesus. I'd like to invite you to stand to your feet. And I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand if this is for you. If, this, if any of this area, any of this area in this message is for you, just raise your hand. Whether it's serving, maybe, man, I, I got to serve. I stopped serving. I stopped serving and, 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 and you know, I, I, don't, I don't know why. I just felt like that I needed to. That's you, go ahead, raise your hand. Every head bow, every eye closed. I don't want any, any, to embarrass anybody, but if that's you, just raise your hand. If the other thing is it's my time, like I've, I've reduced my time with God in this season. I wanna gain back more time. I want more time. Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. So I need more time with God, my prayer life. Fasting, I didn't mention fasting, but fasting is part of it. Reading your word, getting to church, connect groups, relationships. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe some of you need to join Grow Track serving, going back to Grow Track serving. That's you. You need to raise your hand. Come on, that's you. Raise your hand. Don't worry, I'm not going to go up to you and try to sign you up right now, but that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. Just acknowledge it to God. Respond to the Word of God. Respond to what's been said. For some of you, it's your generosity, your tithe. Remember, I'm not collecting anything right now, but you haven't been tithing. Everybody close your eyes, please. Every head bow, you need to raise your hand, respond to the word of God. If you need a tithe, God, I haven't been tithing. I, I got to give it to you. I now realize what tithing is, what it means. I got to give it to you. I understand that generosity, uh, that, that my gratitude is shown through my generosity. I got to give it to you. 
Those of you, maybe God spoke to you that you need to give a certain amount. You've been tithing already, but you need to give something. And, and you haven't done so. You haven't released it yet because maybe it's a number that you're just too nervous about to release. Come on, that's for you. Just raise your hand. Respond, respond, respond. Now is the moment to respond. Now is the time to say, God, I hear you. God, I hear you. I want to show gratitude in how I live. Father in heaven. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I thank you for every single person that responded to the word, Lord. You've spoken to them about serving. You've spoken to them about their time with you. You've spoken to them about their generosity, Lord. I pray, Father God, as you have spoken to them, that, it, that, that what you've given them, Father God, come across clearly, specifically, so they can further step into what you have called them to and further re receive of the blessing that you have for them, Jesus. Lord, I lift them up to you, Jesus. May they go out with greater faith, with greater faith to know that they can trust you in every area that has been spoken with their time with you, with their serving, and with their generosity, Jesus. I pray a greater level of trust for every single person in this place. Now everybody just raise your hand because God's about to drop something in you. A greater level of trust right now fall upon their spirits, Lord. Lord, build it up within the depths of the, in the pits of their stomach, Father God, into their heart. May it overflow right now. I pray the Holy Spirit upon them, Lord, watching online, Jesus, in their living rooms, in their, in their bedrooms, wherever they're at. Holy Spirit, fill them to the overflow. Empower them to act, to go out and be, be strong and be courageous on the very thing that you have told them to do. I pray the a spirit of Joshua on them, Lord, that they spend time with you, that they trust you, that they meditate on your word, Lord, that they do everything that you've called them to do so that they can be successful with what's in front of them, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. We worship you, Father, and we sing this song unto you in worship, knowing that you're going to come through. In Jesus' name, come on. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.